Hello, dear listener. This podcast episode was recorded in March 2020 when schools were closed and schools were transitioning to online distance or remote learning. Welcome to the third episode of Empower Ed Podcast, focusing on supporting online distance learning in the midst of COVID-19 pandemic um, that is happening in the world right now. So in the recent podcast, we talk about online distance learning, what it is, why is it important. Uh, we talk about transactional distance um, and how to lessen it um, during uh, or um, during online distance learning. For now, let's talk about designing online learning modules or lessons. Just a disclaimer, there is no one specific uh, or the best way of designing online modules. Uh, The design of your online learning modules basically follows, for me, this is my personal uh, take on this, follows uh, how um, the school or institution sees itself uh, in terms of delivering instruction. So, for example, we have our core values, we have our vision, mission, and everything. As a school, I think it's very important that we align everything to it, even the way we deliver instruction in the classroom or for now in the, on, uh, in the online mode. We need to be able to make sure that the way we design online learning modules is following our own vision of education. So for me, I think um, one of the most important considerations that we need to do is uh, I firmly believe in understanding by design or the backward design of Wiggins and Maktai. And I've been using that also in designing online learning modules, which for me um, requires me to think first of um, the learning outcomes that I want my students to be able to achieve at the end of the learning modules and from there um, design assessments that would enable my students to um, demonstrate um, the, the achievement of the learning outcomes and then from there I focus on designing the learning the online learning experiences. Three things to consider also interaction structure and the ability for the teacher to give feedback. Again, um, the main point of designing online learning modules is to reduce transactional distance. So it's very important that we look at our structure. Um, literature studies have shown that if, there, if the structure of the online learning module is very, very strict or rigid, students um, are not given the opportunity to pave their own path of learning. When everything is so prescript, uh, prescriptive, students will not be able to navigate with much choice and option uh, the whole learning module. So if that's the case, then we lower down interaction. We lessen interaction, we lessen learner independence. Learner independence is very, very important in terms of online distance uh, learning. Because in a way, we are telling the students that the teacher will not be there physically present and that they have to develop uh, develop, uh, learner independence to be able to navigate 
um, the, uh, the, the online learning module. Now, that kind of the development of student uh, or learner um, independence varies also. Uh, let's put into the idea or into the mix the idea of uh, developmental appropriateness. We think that or we believe that for older students, it's easier for them to develop learner independence because of their maturity level. Well, we hope so because of their maturity level. But for young learners, that kind of uh, learner independence uh, might not be as high as the older students. I think even the exposure to online learning modules for students should also be not as long as the older students. Through science, we know that attention span of students, of younger students, are also lesser. So we take this into consideration that the structure must not be too rigid. On the, at the other um, end of the spectrum, the structure should not be also too loose. If the structure is too loose, then we let uh, we we are giving the students uh, the opportunity to wander around in terms of the online learning modules. Sometimes they might find themselves with two general structure uh, instructions, uh, two general learning experience that they that they don't know what to do. For that uh, for that part, I think it's important to look at structure in relation to interaction. The interaction in online distance learning uh, looks into three. Um, try if you if we imagine a triangle, there are three points for it. The end point or the one corner is teacher, learner, and the content, and then they have interaction among each other. But it's also important that within that interaction, we can also look at teacher interacting with teacher, students interacting with students, and the content interacting with itself. I mean, in a way, there are a lot of interaction that should be happening. Now, we look at the biggest interaction that should happen. I think the biggest interaction that should happen is uh, between student-teacher and the student and the content. At the same time, student to student also. Um, should we make sure that these interactions are at the optimum level? Ideally, yes. But let's ground ourselves into reality. It's very hard to develop online learning modules that puts everything into the ideal level. We can do that, but it will take much time. What we can do is to augment this interaction. So for now, let's focus first on teacher-to-student um, interaction, which brings me to the idea of feedback. One of the most important components of uh, online distance learning is feedback. Feedback would be very immediate when we're doing synchronous interactions or feedback could wait through the form of asynchronous um, interactions. But the basic idea is there should be a regular feedback because we know that the learner at the other uh, end of the learning process of for distance learning is waiting for confirmation or validation of what they have learned. Now, the feedback could be a personal feedback by the teacher, but feedback could also come from other learners themselves. Therefore, it's very important that we design learning experiences that are collaborative in nature. 
not all should be collaborative. There should be individual uh, learning experiences so that they will be able to master individual um, knowledge or the skills that they need to learn. But it's important to distribute uh, methods of feedback. It could be from the teacher, from the learners themselves. It could even be from the content or the instructional material that delivers content. For example, feedback in the form of formative uh, assessments. There are some uh, tools that give immediate feedback. For example, Google Forms converted into quizzes. You can already input immediate feedback if the answer is, is wrong or the answer is correct. Um, there are a lot of other ed tech tools like uh, Quizlets, for example, Socrative Kahoot, which can already give uh, immediate feedback. Another thing that needs to be considered, we mentioned about backward design, the UBD design, that's very, very important. But first, uh, know the context of, of the students. Um, it's very important to know the context of the students. How can we do that? Plan ahead, okay? Think ahead. When you're designing the learning experiences, think about their conte uh, context first, prior knowledge, the world that they're living in, the, the experiences that they have. But it's also important to know the context of the students through introducing some way of a diagnostic assessment. So if you've noticed, I am now integrating assessment into the learning design. They can share their context or prior knowledge. It could be through a diagnostic assessment. Or it could be through a freedom wall, uh, like a Padlet wall where they can put in their ideas. So context is very, very important so that we are able to um, ideally consider the different learning preferences or be able to deliver learning in such a way that would accommodate the differences among students. Now, when designing online learning modules, you don't design for one topic because there we will be giving a lot of effort and time in designing. I suggest that we design maybe based on units or modules, which means that there will be several topics under, under that module. So it's important then that we break down into chunks, different learning experiences per topic. Chunking, as we know, allows the students to learn ideas to learn skills in a more manageable way. Dumping everything at the same time will be very, very challenging for students. They would not know what to prioritize. They will feel overwhelmed by the number of, of concepts, ideas, or skills that they have to learn. Uh, we also have learned from education series that chunking actually helps them um, organize um, lessons better. So it's important that we chunk lessons according to topics or the skills. Now, since there is chunking and there will be a lot of different learning experiences, it is also recommended that we do some sorts of formative assessments to make sure that we test if they have understood the different topics. So formative assessment could be in the form of quizzes practice quizzes, it could be in the form of worksheets, online worksheets, it could be in the form of a discussion forum where they post something that they have learned. It's very, very important that students are given that kind of, of, of opportunity to test their knowledge. 
uh, to see if they have understood. The formative assessment also informs the teacher uh, at the end of the online distance learning uh, module to be able to adjust the lessons and to be able to see which of, uh, who among the students should be able to or needs assistance in terms of understanding the topic at hand. Give time for the students to acquire the important ideas and knowledge. Give them time to practice. Practice, practice the skills. Now, for learning delivery content, there could be different ways. It could be through recorded lectures or the usual talking head that we have. It could also be through instructional materials such as videos. Um, think, for example, Khan Academy. You can make use of Khan Academy. There's another, another tool that could help teachers. It's called Edpuzzle, where you, where you can edit videos, uh, instructional videos, and then input some questions before the students can proceed. That's Edpuzzle. Um, other formative tests could be done through Kahoot, Quizalyze, Google Forms, and all those stuff. It's very important to make sure that the learning experiences involve collaborative learning. We have learned that students or learners are able to learn deeper when they discuss or when they share their ideas with other learners. Through the ideas of other people, they get to clarify their own understanding. They build knowledge socially, collaboratively. So how do we foster collaborative learning? It could be as simple as a dis discussion forum where students or teachers, uh, where the teacher posts a discussion question and then opens everything up for discussion. We can encourage or even require students to reply with their answer to the discussion question and reply to the different answers of their classmates. That's a way of organizing a discussion forum. If you have noticed now, we have discussed a lot of learning experiences. It's very important that we always remember chunking and sequencing them appropriately according to our learning outcomes, the learning objectives that we want our students to achieve. It's very important that we also take note of assessment, the final assessment or summative assessment. Um, we could always trust in the honesty of our students when we give objective type of assessments. But in the end, for online distance learning, that cannot be the ideal way of assessing. Uh, because, you know, we think of what if they just ask other people to answer them because uh, we lack the um, advanced technology of recording them while they're answering an online assessment. What is recommended is that Summative assessments for online distance learning should be uh, performance-based, which means that students should be able to show or demonstrate achievement of important skills and, and knowledge. What are ways of performance-based assessment? It could be delivering, um, delivering a, the learned knowledge applied in a wider or real-world context through a video through up through a slideshow presentation it could be also uh, through portfolios of, or web pages oh picking that up also final assessments could also be in the form of you know uh, preparing a portfolio at the beginning to show that there is a progress of learning in the end what i'm saying about final assessment summative assessment is that it should basically be 
uh, appropriate with the learning objectives. And in the end, students should be able to demonstrate learning without the help of other people. If you're, learn uh, if you're doing online learning for younger people, you might need to consider that they will still need some adult supervision. But in the end, uh, what I'm saying is that it's hard to make use of very objective type of assessments to, to, to measure learning through online distance learning, right? Especially if we don't have that kind of, of advanced technology where uh, the, uh, the camera of their device is recording them while taking the test. That could be very, very hard, okay? Um, other things to consider. So we talk about learning experiences. We talk about um, sequencing the different learning experiences and even doing the assessment. Very important to note that teachers or designers should be able to realize that they need to curate learning materials. Very important that we give high quality learning materials for the students because that will be that will provide them instructions and teaching uh, the teaching presence of the teacher. Another thing, make your instructions clear when giving when designing learning experiences. Students should be able to do the learning experiences or undergo the learning experiences with less question. Hence, use verbs that are very very clear to understand write instructions well write directions well of course make yourself open for feedback or communication from students it's very very important that you keep your line open for students that's my take on how to design learning experiences for online uh, distance learning uh, in the next episode we talk about the different tech tools that we can use to support online distance learning. Thank you everyone.